The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, bringing you the good times in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. We got a sh- fun show for you guys today. Before we get started, we got to say hi to everybody, and I guess we'll start out by saying hello to our cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, everybody. I have a cold, <laughs> so my voice is gone. My dog is kissing me. I'm eating jelly bears because it helps his throat. Jelly belly sours. He's eating jelly belly sours. Well, Make saliva, which soothes the throat. Imagine if I had this voice always. It'd be fabulous. Mm. Anyway, what's up, chat room? We got a ton of people in the chat room, so let's say hi. We've got artist Miss Kim. Hello, hello. We've got Backpack John, Cindy Lady Lake from Lady Lake Music, Boomer Mays, B. Claudia in Germany. Hello, hello. Um, we've also got Jimmy from Jimmy's Universe. I don't know. That's going by kind of fast. I can't see everybody. But what's up, everybody? we got a fun show for you guys today. Um, uh, we have Ruby, Ruby Mazur coming on, you guys, and he is the artist who created the uh, Mouth and Tongue uh, logo for the Rolling Stones. He's also done you know, artwork for th- thousands of other uh, famous rock stars, so it should be a lot of fun. And then we've got April Rose Gabrielli coming on. Uh, all of you guys who follow us in social media know who she is, um, so it should be a lot of fun. And B. Claudia says, feel better, Ron. And um, so we had a great weekend, you guys. We went to... Uh, we went to a Marina Del Rey Film Festival screening of a very fun film called Barry, B-E-A-R-R-Y. And uh, it was a horror movie. It was a fun horror movie. We enjoyed it. Um, and a lot of fun people were there that we got to hang out with. Even Ron liked it. And he doesn't like a lot of <laughs> movies that we go to. But he thought it was cute and fun. And then on Sunday night, we went to the rooftop of the Roosevelt Hotel for the Studio City Emmy party. Studio City is the show created by Sean and Michelle Kanan, which won an Emmy for Best Digital Drama Series. And a bunch of the cast was up for Best Actor and Actress Awards at the Emmy Awards. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but they did win Best Digital Drama. And so it was a lot of fun. And um, and we can tell you guys a little bit about it. And yes, that's Astro, everybody running around, everybody saying hi. Oh, they say, love Ron's hair today. And hello, Astro. And love the looks of you both. I'm actually wearing a vintage Jimmy Star shirt that I've had for about 20 years. Um, uh, but I kind of like it. <laughs> and it's kind of artistic looking since we have an artist coming on today. Artistic or artistic? Artistic. Artistic. There's the doggy. So, you guys, we went to see Barry. We got to hang out with Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead. And um, we hung out with Sadie Katz. And 
oh shit, I'm having a brain fart. I got to look at the pictures. <laughs> see, see, without me. Marcel Waltz was there. Without me talking, he's and sh- lost. No, Marcel Waltz was there. Sherry Davis was there. Um, the guy from. Uh, uh, oh, see, shit. without me talking, he's lost. I'm not lost. I got to look on my Instagram. No, you could never do this show without me. You better hope I never die. Meanwhile, my voice is really bad. <laughs> Um, I sound like some kind of a scary guy. Imagine his voice at night. Hello, I'm here to get you in the dark. It's a really baritone voice. But what happens is, now I found this out. You harbor a cold germ in your system. As long as you're rested and eating properly, your immune system keeps that germ at bay. When you run around like we have been running around, with lack of sleep, lack of food, your immune system weakens and that virus or that bug in your body takes over. We have been running around like crazy people for two weeks. I've been doing interviews and working my ass off. So my immune system went down, I suppose, and I caught the same bug again that I had a couple of months ago. But anyway, it's not as bad and it's going to go away. By next week, I shall be fine. And we had a freaking good time. So other people that weren't. So we were invited to the Barry movie by Thomas Haley, um, whose fiance is Jessica Cameron. She's been on the show. Felissa Rose was in the movie. Uh, Vernon Wells from Mad Max was in the movie. Uh, Vincent Ward from The Walking Dead. Charles Chutabala. Um, Sarah French was the star of the movie, and she's also the star of the Blind and Pretty Boy movies. And uh, so it was really a fun night. We had a good time. Only thing is, in L.A., they're making you wear masks again when you're indoors, which was fucked up. (laughs) Well, you know, the virus has returned. Now it's the new strain. Now they say your voice is sultry. (laughs) I am sultry. Now I can say to you, come here, my dear, and let me hold you in my arms and kiss you until the dawn. And then make passionate love to you, my sweet love. You kind of got that Barry White thing going on. Mm. <laughs> Sing lady love. <laughs> yeah. We, so, oh, Teresa Sabin's in there, too. I'm sorry. I forgot to like Teresa uh, Sabin. Mm. For, to mention anything about Teresa Sabin, which I want to thank Teresa Sabin and B. Claudia and Angela Joseph and Cindy Lake and everybody who uh, has helped promote my new Instagram and my new Facebook to get my following back. And you guys can follow me on Instagram. I'm st- star Jimmy. It's Jimmy star official. And uh, it's, but it's star Jimmy on both Facebook and Instagram and they match. And I want to thank everybody for giving me all the suggestions and changing all the helping tell me to change all the passwords and doing everything. So it's great. And uh, no, I didn't get a haircut. I'm just losing my hair. <laughs> He's an old man. I'm an old man. And get me a young one. And this anyway, thing put sage I, in tea. I, I did an interview yesterday. It was the best interview, fun. I loved it with the uh, wise guys. Look them up on Facebook and 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 follow their radio show. They're a bunch of Italian guys from New Jersey, like Goombas, you know, Guido guys, and fun. And the interview went wild. It's on Facebook now on my page. If you want to find the link, you can go to Ron Russell's show. Facebook, and I think it airs tonight from 10 to 11 or from 10 8, to 8, I think. 8, it's a two-hour show, but fun and funny, and they were funny, and I loved it, and I love them, and I've invited them to come on our show soon, so you'll see them and hear from them. They're really a wild bunch of guys. Like, 
the guys I knew in Brooklyn when we were growing up, you know, horsing around crazy stuff. You're going to really enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. And he doesn't usually like having to do all those you know, shows. I hate those shows. They all, because you know why the interviewers are stupid. They, they're not interviewers. They're people who decided, I'm going to do an interview show. They have no experience. They have no background. They don't know how to interview people. So they sit there like dummies, and I take the show over, and I give them a great show, and they don't do shit for me. <laughs> so it's boring. Anyway, you guys, too, next week um, we're going to be on the air for an hour before we come on the show because we're going to be on the If These Walls Could Talk with uh, Wendy Stewart Kaplan and Tim Moss as a guest. And then we're going to leave that show. And I know a lot of you guys watch that show. And then we're going to come to our show. And I'm working out the guests for next week, trying to get some really good guests. We met some really great people at uh, the Emmy party, Anna Maria Horsford. And she's not sure if she can come on this Wednesday. But if she can't, she'll come on later. And if we don't get her, I'm going to try to get the wise guys that Ron was on their show to come on. Either one is fabulous. Anna is a ball. I remember her from her TV show 100 years ago where she was in love with the black minister because she's a black girl, and he, he never gave her a tumble. I think the show was, I forgot. That was with the guy from the Jeffersons, right? Clinton something. His name was. She's awesome. Clinton something. Anyway, she's been around on television forever, and she's as funny in person as she is on screen. And she's my, and she, I love what she did. She sent to Instagram a picture of the three of us, she and Jimmy and I, and she put my new best friends. And that's how I feel about her. Sarah is going to be part of our gang. Anna, Anna, not Sarah. Anna. Well, you know, leave me alone. I'm, I'm... I know, but we don't want it. You guys follow her, Anna Maria Horsford, on mm -hmm. on uh, Instagram. She's fabulous. And you can see her now in Studio City. And she was also in Hacks, that TV show on HBO Max. And she's been in everything, Grey's Anatomy. I mean, she got like 100, 200 uh, credits. And, and she's old. But she looks young. I mean, it's true. Black don't crack. She's got not a wrinkle. Her skin is beautiful. Her, she looks exactly as she did 30 years ago. Amazing. And she was with a guy named Tony, and he's a singer, R&B singer, and I've been listening to his music on Spotify all week. He's phenomenal. And um, and now... I what, does he rap? No, no, he's an R&B singer, like ballads, and he's oh. beautiful. You will love him. He's absolutely... He does. He did a cover of Turn, Turn Your Love Around. It's amazing. I forgot his actually name, though. I got to like look it up. Tony something. Tony Walk. Tony Walk, you guys. He's Tony Walk on uh, Instagram, and you guys should definitely check out his music on Spotify. He did like an album of covers. Great songs. He does My Funny Valentine. He does Suddenly by Billy Ocean. Uh, his music is gold. It is just very fabulous. Handsome, very handsome black man. Yeah, he was very, very cool. Very handsome. And um, let's see what else is going on. Then we've got... Uh, I forgot. We got invited to another premiere on Monday. I haven't brought it up yet, so we'll have to talk about it and see if you want to go to LA on Monday for one. And um, what else is going on? So anyway, we had a great time. Whose movie is that? Sean Canyon was great. I forgot. But we got invited by Joe Quintanella. He's the guy that we were talking to before uh, the thing, and he said a bunch of people are going to it, and so he thought we might like to go. Um, I don't know if I'm up to it. And let's see. Let us know, share team. Oh, there you go. So I want to thank everybody, too. It was a rough week for me last week uh, with all the hacking and everything. Everybody was super supportive. You guys are wonderful. Uh, we had a fun show last week. We got lots of plays on it, and uh, lots of good things are coming up with everything. Plus, we're working on a bunch of cool movie stuff. So we want to thank everybody just for all their support in general. And uh, 
and uh, check out the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell on iTunes because I'm trying to get our plays up on iTunes. Do you like those sour ones? I love them. He's eating sour jelly bellies, you guys. They're good for my throat. They say they love Sean Kane. And Sean was so awesome. He looked so great that night. And we were on the rooftop of the Roosevelt Hotel. If anybody doesn't know what that is, it's right across the street uh, from the, the theater that they do, the uh, the Kodak Theater, where they do the Chinese, Academy Awards. Chinese Grauman Theater. And the Chinese Grauman Theater. All that stuff is right there. And it was on the roof. And it was really beautiful. It was fun. I went into the penthouse apartment that Clark Abel and Carol Lombard used to rent years ago. Well, they ruined it. They tore down everything that was deco from the era. And they made it crummy modern, you know, the junk that they have today. So I just saw the uh, architecture of the room, which was minimal. And I was so disappointed. But it was nice. Mm. The part of the rooftop was nice. Rooftop was nice. That apartment stunk. It was ugly. I would never want to stay in that room. Oh, Don Hinton just joined us. Hey, Don Hinton just joined us. And I know Angela Joseph texted that she's running late. So, hey, Don, did you wear a watch today? Yeah, it's a black one. My, my health watch. <laughs> um, the, that apartment, the Gable Suite, rents today for $4,000 plus 18% tax. So it comes out to $4,800 a night for that shitty room. Unbelievable. What's up? Hub Reynolds just joined us too. Hey, Hub, how you doing? Hope everything is going good in Georgia. Hi, Hub. Ron's got a cold. That's why he sounds funny. Anyway, you guys, so our, our first guest is in the chat room. I think we're going to go ahead and bring him on. And uh, I think Ron's going to uh, have a, a good time. So let's see if we can get him in here. Rock and roll, baby. Hey, Ruby, how you doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. How are you? We are fantastic. So I have a question before I introduce you to the world. Is it How do I pronounce your last name? Mazer? Mazer. You got it. Oh, that works perfect. All right, everybody. In Europe, it's Mazur. Okay. <laughs> All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, world-renowned hey, artist and super cool guy, Ruby Mazur. Hello and welcome to the show. Aloha. Ru Ruby. Ruby's her name. She's like a flame. No, no, no. Ruby. <laughs> remember that? Remember that song? Ruby, that was from... Do you uh, know I still get letters? Dear Miss Mazer. Yeah, of course, because <laughs> Ruby Ruby is from the song Ruby. That was from the Jennifer Jones, uh, Gregory Peck movie, and it was that, that notorious movie where she comes out of the lake naked back in the uh, late 40s, and everybody was... The church Ruby. was... Ban they were banning that movie. <laughs> so you have a, a very, very... Um, porno kind of name now ruby <laughs> excellent i love that so hang on we, we have a chat room filled with people there's people all over uh um we have a bunch of countries represented so first say hi to everybody in the chat room hello everybody and, and then we Welcome. have to we have to say a specific hi to b claudia who knows that you're in hawaii because she's writing aloha and she wants your shirt so say hi yeah, to b I, claudia I, I, in I germany want shirt too <laughs> Hello, like, Germany. I love, I love the shirt you have on. Yeah, it's very nice. Ah, uh, thank you. That's something I would wear. It's all about color. I yes. Love, I love color. Even well, though today I'm in navy blue and white because I have a very bad cold and I don't feel good. So don't expect oh, too dear. much out of me. Well, you, you'll be lucky. You're not going to get crucified like most people do. 
<laughs> when they came on our show. So I'm not feeling up to being really bitchy and crazy and wild. But Ruby is your Ruby. Oh, come on. Ruby's your fun. name. No, it's always fun. <laughs> Ruby, He's just fucking with you. You're just a flame. <laughs> so hang on, you guys. So let me tell. So first of all, uh, first of all, you guys have a lot in common. But let me tell you guys. Yes, so first we do. of all, we're both handsome older men. Well, he's born in Brooklyn and grew up yeah. in Long Island. Oh shit! You're kidding. Where were you born? Yeah. In Brooklyn? Where Where in Brooklyn? Flatbush. I was Red Hook, right around the corner from you. I left when I was five, and I've never been back. So. Well, I left when I was we young. Did the, but... We did the usual migration: Brooklyn, Queens, Long Island. Well, that's what all the Jews did. You know, we all packed caravan exactly. together and left. It was like the, the Jewish yeah. exodus. Listen, we're on Long Island. <laughs> Massapequa. Okay. I went, I, well, we went to Astoria, which was not really Long Island. And then from Astoria, right. when I was an adult, I went to Garden City, with, you know, Goyim City. And uh, lived yeah, in Gar yeah, yeah. Sure. Garden City for a lot of years. And to talk at Long Island. So I've been around Long Island for a long time. That was a rough area. What, where I came from in Brooklyn? You bet your buns it was. <laughs> I mean, was no, no, the city was kind of rough. No, God, nah, they were all, all waspy people. They didn't get... Center. No, but the wasps in Garden City were afraid of their own shadow. Are you kidding? When I, <laughs> I, when I moved into that neighborhood with my kids, they thought like the mafia moved in. <clears throat> you know, they were scared, <laughs> scaredy cats, scaredy cats. Red Hook was tough. You know, Red, yeah. Hook, Red Hook was the melting pot. It was the we live in the Red Hook projects, and the Red Hook projects had uh, Italians, Jews, Blacks, Hispanics. So we yeah. got and we all got along. Yeah. No, nobody was racist. Wasn't that wonderful? We didn't know from racism. Yeah, you know, back then. I never grew up knowing racism. Neither I, did I. Neither did I. I, mean, I, I, I learned it today. Like today. Yeah, it's we, crazy. Sammy lived next door to me. Sammy was a black kid. I used to play with him. When I got dirty, because I always wore shorts, my mother would stand me in the kitchen sink and wash me. And she'd wash one leg clean, and I'd say, that's the Ronnie leg, and the dark leg was the Sammy leg. <laughs> and that's the most I ever thought about Sammy being black. I never understood what black was. I mean, today it's horrible how they, and I, how they I, separated us. I have to tell you, living here on Maui for the last 15 years, there is absolutely no racism whatsoever because it's such a mixture. We have Hawaiian, Asian, black, Samoan, white. I mean, it's just everything, and, and we all get along. I mean, so how did you actually get that? Here, here, here on the mainland, the media, it's has the media has separated us. The media has brought prejudice yeah, yeah, and racism they, they forward. It up. The media, but not should, here. Not the media should be shot. Everybody in the media should get get quit, and they should get a whole bunch of new people in the media because the media will do anything to sell a story, and they love doing racist sure. stories, which is terrible. Actually, in the chat room, they're it's saying terrible. they in the chat room they're saying they love Maui. So tell us, how did you get from where? Where were you before you went to Maui? I was living in Manhattan, Los Angeles, um, London. I was living all over the place. And then a friend of mine brought me to Hawaii. And first we went to Oahu, Honolulu. And I went, it's like LA. And then he brought me to Maui and I went, oh my God, I found my home. Good for and you. And I've been here 15 years and I hate leaving. 
I hate going to the mainland. It's they're all crazy there. Absolutely, it's I a love much it. Normal life here. You wake up every morning, you're smiling. People say good morning when you walk out in the street. I mean, it's paradise. Do you surf? It, in my mind, but no. <laughs> I used to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, but I watch them. They're amazing athletes. No, I sit on the beach. I, you know, when you go to the beach, it's turquoise, crystal clear water. I mean, you're swimming with the giant turtles. Horrible life here. Yeah, it sounds it. <laughs> so now listen. It, it really listen, sucks. Now listen, listen to me. You're able to live that yes. horrible life because you made so much money with yes. the tongue with the tongue. <laughs> well, not so much, but I'll tell you. You had to make a four. Oh, nobody knows what you're talking about. You can't enter it that way. So you guys, Ruby, uh, Ruby is credited as making the mouth and tongue used by the Rolling Stones on their Tumbling Dice Records sleeve, of which he's done all kinds of phenomenal artwork with, and we're going to talk about that. He's also done album covers for, I think I read, over 3,000 albums uh, for a bunch of different artists, not including besides the Rolling Stones, B.B. King, Sarah Vaughn, Elton John, Ray Charles. I mean, the list goes on and on and on and on and on. So now you can tell us about all the money you did or didn't make with the mouth and tongue. Now we know why you could live a horrible life in Maui. <laughs> well, I've been, I've been painting. Well, when albums went down to CDs and music changed from classic rock to hip hop and rap, which I was not into. Me neither. I had to stop doing it. I'm sorry. I'm He's, not into rap either. He doesn't like the hip hop and rap either. Yeah, I think it's and, crap. And, and when the my canvas went from this down to this, it was time for me to stop. I couldn't do a, a, a good job designing a cover because I didn't like the music. Right. So I started painting my passion which was classic rock artists everybody that i knew um i felt their music i understood their music and i was just painting classic rock artists <laughs> and um i went into the uh, gallery here in maui i started selling my work out of the gallery and all of a sudden it just went bananas I mean, my work was selling like crazy, getting commissions. I mean, I was so busy. Now, I'm in the Holly Fine Art Gallery, which is the top number one gallery in all of Hawaii. Wow. Um, I just went in. I'm going into the Signature Gallery in the Venetian in Las Vegas in two weeks. Uh, Planet Hollywood at the Wyland Gallery. Lake Tahoe, the Wyland Gallery, and I'm talking with the gallery in Key West. So my paintings have exploded. Good so, for you. So you're all over the place and you're popular. So yeah. now you're making yeah. more money to live that horrible life in yeah. Maui. Yeah. That's yeah. good. So, That's good. So you have a nice house. And what am I doing? I, do you have I a nice paint have, 16 hours a day. But do you have a, <laughs> do you have a nice house or you're living in a hut? I have a beautiful house. I have two incredible 185-pound Mastiffs. Oh, we, oh, we love one. that. We have a Mastiff, we too. Have, we have a Mastiff. He's a Brazilian Fila. 
No, he doesn't. Well, Oz doesn't I have drool. a Neapolitan Mastiff and an uh, English Mastiff. Oh, my gosh. That's we awesome. We have a Brazilian Fila Mastiff. Ours is only 135 oh, wow. pounds. Yeah. Uh, ours is only 135 pounds. Uh, but, but, but Ron had a Mastiff before, too, Scooby. Scooby was about 170 pounds, and he was yeah, a— Mom's uh, 185. Yeah, they're, they're big and babies. And I have an oversized California king-size bed. And they still leave me this much space. <laughs> yeah, well, we have three dogs and we have a California king. So I know what you're talking yeah. about. Now, listen, yeah. you're, you're married. No, I am very single. Oh, have you been single all your life? Um, well, no, I was married three times. And, oh, and that's I good. I'm not a very good picker. No. So, um, <laughs> you're a better artist than a, than a husband. Masters. Um, I, actually, you might know my daughter. Um, she's a TV movie star. She came oh. from my second wife. What's her name? Monet Mazur. She, she's in that TV series, All American. Oh, yeah, I know who she is. I do know who she is. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you named her Monet because it was money? I'll, no, I'll tell you the Four names of my four children. My daughter is Monet after Claude Monet. My oldest son is Matisse. Okay. And my twin boys are Cezanne and Miro. All French Impressionists, my favorite artists. Every one of them I love their work. I was not going to make life easy on them. No. Now, how'd you get to be Ruby? Actually, what are you, German? Um, Russian, Romanian. So Ruby, I think in Russian or Romanian translates differently. Well, what happened was my mother's brother's name was Rubin. Right. And all his friends used to call him Ruby for short. When he passed away, my mom said, we're going to name it Ruby, whether it's a boy or a girl. Because you had to use the R. So I got Ruby. Yeah. Right. Okay, it's a clever name, Ruby. So wait, I want to like talk. Work. You could have been called Emerald. Ruby is better. <laughs> Diamond. When yeah. I was a kid, I used to tell the girls, "My name is Ruby Diamond." Ruby Diamond. <laughs> I like love it. So first of all, I want to like t- talk a little bit. Okay, so so you're in the Holly Fine Arts Gallery. You. You and I don't think a lot of our listeners will know what an NFT is because, like, I even still don't totally like understand it all. Um, but you did an art, I didn't at the beginning either. Can you explain it uh, in a few may, sentences? You know, it may, all we know is it makes a lot of money. <laughs> can you explain it? About money, this guy, yes, can you well, expl- only about money? Well, can, well, can you, know, you, can you I'm, I'm Jewish, I'm half Jewish, so you no, know, no, wait a second, because we Ru- were raised on that. You know, my father used to say, yeah. "Without money, life is boring. Is nothing." You know, how could you, yeah. you don't want to be? You don't want to be poor. You got to educate, go out and make mm, money. No, gotta make, money's well, nice. No money. Well, yo, shut the fuck money's up. Money's nice. nice. Look at you. You're loaded. <laughs> you got more money than that God, and you're going to say money's nice. How so cute. wait a second, because you don't money's know. You don't, I know, but you don't Do you know any of his backstory. You? I want you to tell us first okay, of all. Money is wonderful. I want you to first tell us Do a you little want me bit. To tell you how I got to the NFT thing. Yes, yeah. tell me how you yes. got to the NFT thing. Yes, teach us. Funny you should ask. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a year ago, 
I decided I, I knew it was coming up on the 50 year anniversary of having created the mouth and tongue for the tumble of thy sleeve. So I was putting together a collection of my mouth and tongue derivative paintings from that. And I was going to do a celebration exhibition. I had just bought a brand new, beautiful car, convertible. I'm driving down to the beach. And all of a sudden, my vision went. I couldn't see anything. I freaked out. I almost smacked the brand new car that I had two weeks into the car on the right. I made it home. It was a miracle. Got home next day, woke up, and I had terrible pain. My back to my neck, around into my eyes. And I couldn't see. I mean, everything was all blurred. I said, this is not good. Called my doctor, went down to my doctor. My sister took me down. He said, we better do a CAT scan. I said, okay. Did the CAT scan. Next day he calls me, he goes, Ruby, get down here today. You have to do an MRI. I said, all right. Go do the MRI. That was on Friday. On Monday, the head neurosurgeon on Oahu calls me up. He says, you got to get on the plane and fly here today. And I said, why? What's up? He says, well, come over. I'll explain everything that's going on. I said, okay. I go over and I'm sitting at in the chair and he's got his computer and he puts my uh, x-ray up on his computer. And he said, you see this? And I said, yeah. He says, that's a glioma tumor. I said, okay. How do we get rid of it? He goes, well, not so easy. I said, what do you mean? He said, that's brain cancer. I said, okay, so how do we get rid of it? He said, well, I want to do a biopsy. I said, what do you mean do a biopsy? Drill through my skull into my brain? Yeah. He said, yeah, that's what a biopsy is. And I said, no, not so quick. Can't you get rid of it with medication or whatever? He said, no. He said, "Um, as a matter of fact, I can't even operate and remove the tumor because it's surrounded by thousands of blood vessels. If I try, you'll bleed out on the table. I said, so what are you telling me? It's a 2.5 centimeter brain tumor. I said, how bad, what does that mean? How much do I have? He says, looking at it, you have like six months to live. Now my heart just went down into my stomach. It was like, oh my God, are you kidding? He says, we're going to treat you with chemo and radiation. I want to, we'll give it another six weeks, see how much bigger the tumor got. So I'll know how much chemo and radiation to give you to prolong your life a little bit longer. I said, okay. I called my daughter after I got myself settled down and uh, she freaked out, got on, this was during lockdown. 
I don't know how she got on a plane and flew over to Maui the next day and got in. Um, she was freaked out and I had my dogs placed. I had my will. I called my attorney, got my will all finished up. I have six months. You know, I got to take care of business. I mean, I had a great life, 75 years rocking and rolling. Four beautiful kids, two great dogs, and I've had a really, really good run. We're all going to die, and I figured this is it. My daughter said, no way, no way, no way, no way. She's Google searching, and she comes up with this Chinese medicine acupuncturist, world-renowned, 10 minutes from my house. She said, my dad was just given six months to live. He's in terrible pain. He's almost crying. You got to see him. He, the secretary says, sorry, he's not taking any new patients. Well, <laughs> my daughter is my daughter. And she won't take <laughs> no for an answer. And they said, okay, have him come in tomorrow. I go in and I'm still in so much pain. And he said to me, wow. And he said, uh, this is not good. I said, no shit, Doc. <laughs> I mean, six months is not good. He said, do you want to beat it? I said, absolutely. I have a lot more paintings. I got my 50th anniversary coming up. He said, you and I will beat this thing. I said, I'm game. I'm all in. With that, he starts banging my head, slapping my face, sticking pins all down my arms and legs. I come home and I'm in pain. And my daughter, so how was it, Dad? I said, he's a fucking nut job. He's smacking <laughs> my head. I got a brain tumor. <laughs> I went to sleep that night. And I woke up the next day and it was like, no pain. I went, no, how could this be? He said, I want you to go to the beach every morning for an hour, an hour and a half and meditate. I want to see you every other day. I said, okay. So I went to the beach two hours every day. And my mantra was go away, go away, go away. Went to see him every other day. Six weeks later, I had to take the next MRI to see how much bigger the brain tumor got. Neurosurgeon calls me up. He said, Ruby, have you been taking steroids? I said, I don't do anything. I don't speak. I don't smoke. I don't drink. I eat right. I mean, no. What are you giving me? Three months to live now? And he goes, no. I said, well, what's up? He said, it's gone. I said, what? He said, I've never seen anything like this. Your tumor is completely gone. I said, can't be. You must be looking at somebody else's MRI. How do, how do I get rid of a 2.5 centimeter brain tumor? He says, I'm doing this a long time. I'm telling you, it's gone. I said, give me a CD of the first MRI and the second MRI. 
I sent it to the head of neurosurgery at Lenox Hill in New York, sent it to Mount Sinai. They both called me back and said, unbelievable. You are in total remission. The tumor is gone. Yay. Fucking awesome. The power of the mind, my friend. Nobody knows how powerful it's it is. Totally power of the mind. Positive thinking would not accept that I was going to die. And while I was going through all this, getting to the NFTs, before I knew it was completely gone, the gallery was totally behind me. And then I got a call from a friend of mine in New York, a Broadway producer, and he said, you have to talk to my friend Jared. He does NFTs, and you should really think about doing your work as NFTs, and I'm going, NFT? What the hell is an NFT? <laughs> yeah, that's what everybody's what saying. <laughs> what the hell? And then I'm speaking to this genius, Jared Fink, and he's trying to, in layman terms, because I'm old school, what an NFT is. Well, I said, you know what? This was before I knew that the tumor was gone. I said, this is going to be my last show. I've got six months, maybe a year to live. I want to go out revolutionizing the art world. And this is really a step ahead. This is taking your paintings and making them come alive. It's a whole new form of art to the consumer. And I said, make one up for me. Let me see what it looks like. And he said, yes, okay. And we did this. And he sent it to me and it was like, holy crap. This is incredible. This is actually taking your painting and on a screen digitally, they make it come alive. So not only can you have your painting sitting there, but you could have this digital live image of the painting. It's phenomenal. So we put the exhibition on July 2nd. We did 13 of my paintings. And uh, the first day, one of them just sold for $1.1 million. And I decided I'm going to take a portion of that money and give back and we hooked up with the Let Me Help Foundation Cancer Research out of New York. That's Soho Johnny's, everybody. That's Soho Johnny's charity, everybody. Soho Johnny's been on our show right, a, million, a times. million times. You can do anything with your yeah. mind. I'm 81 years old. People freak out. They say, my God, you look yeah. 65. I said, you know, I refuse. I'm 93. <laughs> no, really, I really am 81, and I refuse to age. You so do I, look terrific, but you're right. It is power. You hold it back. Thinking. If you give in to old age, you will be an old age. It's the same yeah. thing with health. If you give in to yep. bad health, you're going to die. You are a strong man, a strong-willed man. Most artists, by the way, have tremendous concentration because in order to sit in front of a canvas for hours and to make it become something takes unlimited concentration. And that's why you got rid well, of I your tumor because you have an unbelievable amount of concentration and you concentrated yeah, on shrink shrinking that tumor and you did. Yeah. 
I've heard these. I've heard these stories. Hours a day, seven yeah. days a week. Total concentration, total within yourself. Yes. So hold on, I want to go back. So first, first of all, you guys, Jared that he's talking about, his name is Jared Fink. His company is called Cosmic Wire. Ruby's still got twelve other pictures, right, that are in in the auction or in the NFT that, thing. I don't know what we you call have it. Some other thing. Well, we we're going to be doing. Um, we're in the planning stages of doing other things with these NFTs um, down the road a little bit. I, it took me three years and I created a 12 foot by six foot painting of the rock and roll last supper. Wow. That's gotta be great. Every it's like unbelievable three years. So we're going to be making that one of the NFTs where 41 of my rock and roll icons will come alive sitting at the table at the Last Supper. It's going it. to be a trip. So so also then, you guys, to see this, what, what's going on, to get a better idea, you can go to rubymazernft.com. Um, it's R-U-B-Y-M-A-Z-U-R-N-F-T.com. Um, cause, cause it's really, uh, I, I believe, I don't know if it still holds true, but I believe that your NFT for, uh, the mouth and tongue for 1.1 million was the 12th largest NFT in so far in history, in the history of NFTs, uh, which is really, really cool. Yeah. And you're going to do very well on the other ones. Um, so you guys go to Ruby You can also follow him on Instagram. He's rock underscore N underscore Ruby. And he's, uh, on Twitter. He's number one Ruby Tuesday. That's funny because that's a restaurant. Yeah, Ruby <laughs> and a song. Oh, oh yeah, you're right. I forgot about that. That's funny. <laughs> so the song I sang, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby from. Oh, but that, he, no, there's another oh, one. No, wait, that song the was from, the Rolling Stones. Ruby right. Tuesday. Dun, but the dun, Ruby, dun. the Ruby I'm talking about came from the movie Ruby Gentry. I know. See, I forgot the last the part. Ruby I'm talking about came from the Stones. The Stones. I, I like. I know it. that I'm Ruby. Than you. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. Well, you don't remember. Well, no. Wait a minute. You're, you're 73. No, he's 74. What did he say uh, before? 75. I'll be 75 in October. Okay. Oh, I'll so, be yeah, so you could have known that movie because you were very little. I was very little when that movie came out. I was I maybe wasn't watching movies then. Yeah, I and I, I was probably 10. So you, finger painting. <laughs> yeah, I, I was about 10. You must have been just born. So, no, you wouldn't know that. Movie. So I want to know, go, going back, because like uh, what uh, Elton John's one of my favorite artists. I am used to be a celebrity clothing designer, and I had an opportunity to address him once and, and meet him in his in his uh, backstage. And it was like one of the greatest experiences for me. So what what album cover did you do for him? Well, it was funny. I got out of college. I was 21. I immediately became head art director for Paramount Records in New York. Okay. At 21. Um, that first year, I was nominated for a Grammy Award for Best Album Cover. But two weeks after I got the job, I get a call from Bill Gallagher, the president of Paramount. says, Ruby, you have to go down to the... Oh, no, this was Willy Wonka. Sorry. You have to go down <laughs> and see this. Because I did this artwork for Willy Wonka. Yeah, too. I knew that, too. But, yeah. He said, go down, watch this movie. I want you to come up and design the album cover. It's an English artist. Not that big here in America yet, but we love him. 
went down, saw the movie Friends, came back to my office, and this very flamboyant guy comes walking into my office with his partner. <laughs> and it was Elton, and we had a nice talk, and I told him my idea, what I wanted to do for the cover, do a line drawing of the boy and the girl kissing. He said, great, I love it, I love it, I love it. And that was Elton John. And I did it. And when I, I designed the cover, I knew how flamboyant he was. And it was obvious he was gay. And I wanted to put some of him into the cover, even though it was about the two characters in the movie. So I used a hot magenta color throughout the whole album, the background. Well, the, we went from my hands to printing up half a million albums. And two weeks later, I get a call from Bill Gallagher screaming at the top of his lungs, are you crazy? Pink album cover And I said, relax, Bill, he's gonna love it. No, you're crazy, a half a million albums, we're gonna have to throw them in the garbage. I said, just relax. Well, Elton loved it, and it was a couple of years ago. He was performing here at the Mac maybe three years ago. And I wrote his manager, and I said, um, you know, it's been a long time. I haven't seen Elton since I designed that album cover. I would love to go see him at the Mac, Maui Arts and Cultural Center. Day before the concert, I get an email. Elton, there it is. Elton would love to have dinner with you backstage. Um, please come. So I had a very large print of that album made up, an, a G-clay print. It must have been about 36 by 36. I brought it to the concert, went backstage, had dinner with him, and I gave this to him, and I said, he said, you know... I remember discussing the whole cover with you, how you wanted to do the drawing, and the the pink was a surprise, but I loved it. And I said, <laughs> you remember this? I mean, you're talking 50 years ago, 51 years ago. He remembered the entire conversation we had in my office. He loved the hot pink. I told him the story with Bill Gallagher. He cracked up. He said, you know, I was so upset because that was such a great album and the cover, and it didn't get recognized like I hoped it would. And I said, I, I agree with you. It was one of my favorite albums. And he was just the most humble, down-to-earth, nice person I've ever known. Him and Jimmy Buffett are my two favorites. The big ones always are. It's the little jerks starting off that are crappy. But we do. Yeah, I know no, some big we, ones that are real nah. assholes. Too. <laughs> no, no, I really, I really have to tell you, I knew the legends of Hollywood because Jane Russell and I were best friends. So through Jane, I met Esther Williams, I met Arlene Dahl, all the old great movie stars of yesteryear. And they all had charm and style and manners and class. They would never be nasty or mean because they were taught by the studios not to. 
So there was a whole beautiful you're talking, world. You're talking Hollywood. I'm talking rock and roll. Well, rock and, rock and roll, roll is different. A lot of big stars that are yeah. Different. Well, rock and roll is different. They you know where they came from. Yeah, that's true, too bad true, actually. True. So a lot of the movie stars too, but they knew how to cover it up yeah. well. And back in back yeah. in my back in my day, nobody was rude. Not even show people, rock people. I mean, I've met a lot of rock yeah. and roll people. And they were they were afraid to be rude because the word could get out. Uh, today they don't give a shit. They hate the audience. They don't care. No, they don't yeah, care. They, don't they care. just make money. They piss on the audience. They don't care. Because the audience yeah, is the really thing. You just reminded me of a very funny story. I'm going to just tell you quickly. My daughter must have been about 16, and she had done a couple of movies. And I had a big exhibition in Soho, so I flew her from L.A. to join me at the exhibition. We pull up, and there's like 2,500 people around the block in, in Soho. Police barricades, and we take the cab up and I say, we got to go through. He said, no, 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 block is closed off. There's a big art show. I said, it's mine. He goes, yeah, great. Get out of the cab and walk. That's a New York cop. So we go to the gallery and it was incredible. And afterwards, everybody's pulling me, Ruby, Ruby, Ruby. Like I'm their best friend. I don't have a clue who they are, but I'm that's, doing that's the smooth and talking to everybody. Sorry, that happens to him all the that time when we go to places me. too. Everybody is like walking up to him. They all walk up to me and hug me and say, "Ron, so good to see you again." And I look at them. I say to myself, "Who the fuck is this one?" <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have exactly. no idea who these people but, are, and they swear they know me forever. But you have to be nice. So I'm doing this always, my always. Daughter. After the show, we went to a private club. They were having a party, and everybody's grabbing me. And my daughter is standing there. She's 16. And she's going, Dad, I'm hungry. Dad, I'm hungry. I said, Monet, give it a minute. So I'm schmoozing there. After 45 minutes, I say, excuse me, I got to take my daughter for dinner. And she goes, do you have to talk to everybody? <laughs> I said, Monet, I'm going to tell you this once. One day, you're going to be a big movie star. And if you're a jerk to one person, they tell 10 people. Those 10 people tell, tell 10 other people. people. Before you know it, you have a million people calling you a jerk. Absolutely. And she, she rolled her eyes like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's true. 15 because... years later, I'm out in L.A. She's now becoming a big movie star. I've done about 40 major films. We're at an outdoor cafe in Los Angeles. Two girls come running up. Monet Mazer, Monet. Oh my God, I loved you in, with Johnny Depp and Blow and this movie and that. Can I have your autograph? My daughter says, Yeah, sure. Do you have a pen? And she's doing a little schmooze. And I'm just sitting back watching her, and she's being as sweet as could be. And after the girls left almost in tears, I said, hey, Mo. Do you remember? And she goes, shut up, Dad. <laughs> no, but it's true. You always have to be nice to the people that admire yeah, your work. You have to be nice. These when are I, the people that made you. 
Everybody well, needs to hear that too, listening, because we have a lot of like no, up and coming celebrities. I, I, I do it with sincerity. You know, when I go to one of my red carpet movies that I'm in and they bring me the poster and they want me to sign the poster, I always write a little sentiment and I give them a Absolutely. hug. And I say to them, Would you like a picture with me? And they say, oh, We would love it. And I do it because, yeah, without the audience, you're nothing. You're no one. Exactly. Just, you're just a jerk. I go to so the, we... I go to the Holly Fine Art Gallery every Friday for three hours, and I can't <laughs> tell you how many times people they're always coming. Can I have a picture? So we do. Sure. That's the yes, picture. He, he always fine. sticks his tongue. I love that though. I googled you looking at pictures. Uh, yeah, and there's always pictures of you, and you always have your tongue out, which is really cool because I mean that has has really and and they have listening. fun, and and you gotta you know it's uh, I'm flattered. I'm flattered. Absolutely. Flattery is what we work for. We you, want to be liked. Yeah. We want to be told how good we are because we work very hard to achieve that. Yeah. Uh, listen now, yeah. how expensive are you for a poster? Talk to my agent. No, seriously. I wrote a movie. It's called The Gift of Magic. It's starring myself and Lainey Kazan and maybe Susan Sarandon. And I need a poster made. I thought maybe you could make me a poster for free. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. <laughs> I can't say that word. For free. For free. For free. Yes. For free. <laughs> actually, that's all right. Everybody actually loves you, Ruby. No, seriously, we're looking for a poster doer. Can you recommend somebody? Who's you know, could, could you recommend for you? No, but wait, could you recommend somebody who's not terribly? You gotta expensive? find somebody who's a graphic person. A graphic. He's person. not really a graphic person. He's an artist person. No, I know, but I wouldn't mind a watercolor of, of the poster. Oh, yeah. Like years, like years ago, in the you know the movie lobbies, they had. Well, the his painting's just sold for a million bucks. So. I used to know a lot of that. Maybe now did Willy Wonka in the chocolate. I know that's amazing, by oh, the way. Maybe, maybe now that now that you're my best friend, because you're on our show, Ryan O'Neill and Adam oh yeah. Yes. Sure. Love that movie. Oh my gosh, I what other movies did you X. Did you ever Malcolm do lo X, lo lo lobby posters? I did, sure. You did late that lobby I posters. I did Borsellino. I did um Willy Wonka and the Chocolate movies. Factory is a big one for me because yeah. that was like my favorite yeah. movie as a but child. But those lobby posters yeah. of years ago are worth the fortune today. They go off in auctions yeah. for so much money. A, a real watercolor or true lobby poster, the original, big money. Do you I mean, have what's what, yes? Mm -hmm. What wait? What what um? What's your favorite? Like, do you have a favorite? Like, or one of your favorites? Maybe not the A favorite. Do you have like what are what's one of your favorite uh, album covers that you've done? Um, I loved Willy Wonka. I yeah, I would love that Steely too. Dan. Oh, uh, we love Steely. I Dan. I love Steely uh, Dan. Can't buy a thrill. Um, I'm actually talking with Elliot Randall, the guitarist in Steely Dan. We're talking about doing an NFT together. Oh, with cool! His music and my art. Didn't yeah. want it. Didn't want um, it. From Steely Dan just passed away recently, like a year ago or two years yeah. ago. One of them. We yeah. love Steely Dan. We I listen, love Steely Dan. We listen Dan. to Yacht Rock on Sirius, and so uh, they play Steely Dan all the time. <laughs> it's just the, the most beautiful sound. What a different sound and a wonderful yeah. sound. Yeah. There's Long Island Boys. Yep. Yes. So you guys, this is 
This is uh, Ruby Mazer. You guys follow him on Instagram. It's rock underscore N underscore Ruby. I'm sure you can see a bunch of his artwork there. Uh, go to rubymazernft.com to see all the different art stuff. And he's on Twitter at one Ruby Tuesday, uh, which now I get that more. That makes more sense to me. So I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I was, and we want to, and also you guys. So he's donating it. If you see, there's a hashtag. It's it's a uh, fuck cancer, but it's f f u k hashtag f u k hashtag f u k cancer. Uh, we're using it online in a lot of different things. Um, and we want to number one, we want to say you Actually, know. Actually, I just trademarked that and uh, setting up the website, the domain now. There you go. Hashtag I love it. Fuck cancer. There you go. And I agree with that. And uh, hey, I was a very, 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 very lucky person. And I know way too many people that have succumbed to cancer. And if I can help, I mean, we can only do what we could do on this planet for a short amount of time. So if I can help somebody and contribute money to ridding this horrible, ugly disease, then I've done a good thing. I love it. I think it's fantastic. You would think by now they would have a cure for it because for the last hundred years, people have been sending tons of money to cancer and they've been using that money for research. It's amazing how they found a cure for COVID so quickly, but cancer, they I don't have a cure you, for. <laughs> since my story came out about my brain tumor, how many hundreds and hundreds of messages and emails I'm getting from people who they're going through this themselves or they have family members or a loved one that just passed away and thanking me for doing what I'm doing and I'm saying, you know, we all have to do something. And that's why, you know, you said, oh, all this money, you know, what does money mean if you don't have your life? And if I can help somebody by getting rid of this kick Yeah, but ma ma many people the say that they do have a cure for cancer, but they won't allow it to be public because it's such a money-making business. Now, doctors and nurses have said this to me over the over the mm -hmm. years. So you never know who to believe. And I find it very strange that they haven't found some sort of a delaying factor for cancer. But yet COVID, they found a cure or, or an inoculation yeah. that prevents it. My, actually, my mom died. <laughs> my, my mom died of cancer, and so did his first husband. Died of pancreatic. My yes. mom died at forty-nine years old of cancer. Yeah, it's just terrible. It's a terrible, it's terrible. way to but go. It's very inspirational. You're an inspiration, Ruby. Your artwork is phenomenal. I hope that all the other NFT, everything that you do with it, does really well. Um, I, I think that what you're doing is amazing, and you've had an amazing career. And we're so happy that you're in remission and that the tumor went away. So congratulations. And we're, it won't come back. We want you to be around a long not, time. He will not allow it to come I'm back. I'm getting so. my next um, MRI August 10th. So. It won't come back, Ruby. You're going to be in good you, shape. You, you're too Hashtag strong. Hashtag fuck cancer. Hashtag fuck you're cancer. Way, F -U -K cancer you're you guys. way too strong, Ruby. Yeah. That is not coming back. That tumor is gone. They Whatever. love you too in the chat room. So Ruby, we want to thank you thank for coming you. on the show. I want to thank Jared Fink and thank Eileen you. for setting this whole thing and up. Thank you for sharing your story. A lot of fun. Well, not thank really. We much. weren't funny today. Today we were serious because no, your story. You no, you're not so much, but you. <laughs> Jimmy is the. Straight I'm the straight one. He's the comedian anyway. <laughs> I'm, I'm sick. Right now, I'm sick as a dog. I've got a terrible cold, as you can hear. So uh, I'm not really functioning on all fours. 
But if you send me that poster free, I'll be very happy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hello. So start. start <laughs> he said hello. Start, Ruby, uh, thank wait, you so much. Ruby, start to sketch. I got sketch my it. pen over here. I wait, am. start to <laughs> Start to sketch it now, Ruby. All right, Ruby. Thank you so much. Best of luck. Enjoy thank Hawaii. You, Enjoy Bye, everybody. Hawaii. Hey, you guys. What That's a nice cool. man. What a nice guy. He's yeah. a real sweetheart. Everybody loved him in the chat room. And and he's I'm really happy that he shared his story with us because I firmly believe that the mind controls the body. I tell about. I talk about that all the time on Facebook as well as is on our show. If you succumb to things, it's because you allow it. Most people, when they're depressed or sad, get illnesses. Uh, they bring them on themselves. When you notice when you're really happy, nothing bothers you, nothing, you have no aches and pains. Like if you're out at a party, you don't have aches and pains. But when you come home, you're suffering. Well, I'm trying to get rid of my cold now mentally, saying go away. And, you know, it came yesterday and today it's going. So I, I, I'm very strong about that. The mind is a wonderful thing. Use it. They say we look fabulous, by the way. Well, thank you, but I don't feel so fabulous. But I'll be fine tomorrow. So also, you guys, then uh, let me do a little plug. You guys can like uh, listen to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell. We're on iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, YouTube, Google Podcasts, Radio Public, TuneIn, Pandora, and SoundCloud. We're on a bunch of other platforms, but those are the most important ones. Um, and they're a lot of fun. Um, I also want to uh, thank everybody for like tuning in and listening all the time because uh, we're always getting a lot of plays, and we appreciate that. And you guys' support is amazing, especially all of you guys who are in the chart chat room now. You know, you guys are loyally in there every week, so we really, really appreciate it. And um, Jimmy, St oh, and uh, oh, the chat room's going by kind of like fast. I can't even actually uh, keep up with the whole thing. But anyway, we're gonna bring on our next guest. And uh, she's here a few minutes early, but we're ready because uh, I, I went through that quick. So we're going to see how it goes. Hey, Early's better hey. oh, good. We hear you. Well, good, good, good. Hey, April, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you guys? We are fantastic. All right. Let me do my I introduction. Her a little too great. Can we oh. lower her? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you can just shut up. <laughs> no. Hang on. You're really, you're really loud in my ear plugs. That's just because the other guy was so quiet. I have to get up to do that. <laughs> I'll, I'll just drop them out a little bit. <laughs> there you go. All right. Uh, there you go. You're fine, April. You look fabulous, by the way. All right, everybody. Now we want to welcome to the Jimmy Star Show with Ron Russell, the incredibly talented April Rose Gabrielli. Hello and welcome to the show. Hi. Hi, hi, hi. How are you? Good. Let me start off by introducing you to my cool, outrageous man about town co-host, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, Ron. It's nice hey, to meet I've, you. I've heard so much about you from Eileen and Soho and everybody back east. So, my, Ron's got Ron's got a cold, so he I've sounds got a funny. terrible cold. It's okay. Uh, I I really liked what you were just saying about how the mind is a powerful tool in healing. It's That's a powerful it, tool in everything. In that everything. really just spoke to me. I've been sort of getting into that myself as. No, oh. I, I, I've had friends of mine that said they no longer have great sex with their partners or wives or whatever. Yeah. And, and I said, that's because you're not allowing your mind to work as it did when you were younger. When you get older, you sort of uh, think that sex is old hat and it's boring. Right. Well, recondition your mind and rethink it. And sex becomes as good as 
when you were 18 and 19. Huh. So the, the mind controls. Same thing with people that are overweight. Oh, my gosh. The and they say to me, you know, I don't know how I got fat. I said, you got fat because you ate too much. And now you got to use your mind to stop eating. Yeah. And they say, how do you do that? Concentration. If everybody learned to, con even you, concentrating on your music, anything, you could be far better than yeah. you were yesterday. Hang on. We have a chat room full of people. So say hi to everybody in the chat room. Hi, chat room. They're all saying, oh, my gosh, your hair looks great. Your hair is curled. She's wonderful. We love you. Well, why wouldn't her uh, hair be curled? Because uh, on all her promo stuff, her hair is straight. And now she's got curly hair. Oh, well. uh, the truth of the matter is I really just have naturally curly hair. <laughs> you're lucky. You're lucky. It's, you, it's absolutely beautiful. So, everybody, April is a phenomenal singer-songwriter. And her debut single that came out on Soho Records came out yesterday. Yes. The name the name of the song is Do You, so it's Do You with a question mark, and mm -hmm. uh, it's phenomenal, and she's going to have a music video coming out, I think, like in a week or so, right? A week and a half? Soho, Soho, yes. Soho Records. Johnny has a record yes. company now? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's okay. See how informed I am? That's okay. It's, it's a fairly new thing, but it's been really great in the early stages of it. And it's been nothing but helpful and enjoyable to me. So, and everybody yeah. in the chat room is saying hi to Kulik too. So hi Kulik. So, 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 so much she works with, she works with Kulik and they, they actually, uh, actually we'll brag about that first a little bit. So you guys recently, which is only a couple of weeks ago, uh, her first single that she did with Kulik, the name of the song was called Tameless, and it's the song for the documentary, not the science type, and it debuted at the Tribeca Film Festival uh, Good uh, for like you. two weeks ago or three weeks ago, maybe, and the song is phenomenal, and and everybody, uh, I was seeing comments all over the internet where people were saying, you know, that they thought for a song for a documentary that it was like Oscar-worthy song, and so congratulations to so many people, like, enjoyed the song so much. Thank that's you. A, that's a good start. Yeah, I'd say. Yeah. You know, it was really I would say. We recorded that song right in this very room. All of our stuff is all home produced right here. So, and as well as the single Do You. So, it was really exciting to hear that that was chosen in the state that it was in, in the form and the production that we had chosen and done, because um, it was completely true to what we liked and wanted to do. So, it was really nice to get validated and chosen in that way. Absolutely. So, how did you meet? So how did you meet Soho? How did I meet Soho? I met Soho through my incredible manager, John Velasco. We love um, John. We oh, like yeah. John is a sweetheart. He's the salt of the earth. Yeah, he's incredible. Um, he's done nothing but helped me and encouraged me since I met him. Uh, and he's really, really great at putting the right people together. Uh, and he's always talked so highly of you, Jimmy, and you, Ron. So it's been great to kind of like meet everybody now. This is it's like full place. circle. Yeah, yeah, we're coming well, like full we're circle. All, we're, we're all part of that mafia gang. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so. Gabrielli, my last name. So. <laughs> Are you Italian? 100%. Me too, 100%. And really? where, where, yeah. were you, where were you born? Well, my father well, was, was, I'm from New York, but I'm not like, but I, I'm like third generation, 100%. Well, I'm 100% Italian, but, you know, religion is different than nationality. Mm -hmm. my, my mother was a Catholic. My father was Jewish. So he was an Italian Jew, which people say, how could you be an Italian and be a Jew? I said, you could be black and be a Jew. You could be anything. Yeah. Jews, it's, a it's a religion. It's not a nationality. Italians and Jews have a lot of crossover, too, as far as the way that they entertain and enjoy food. We, we love food. We love our children. We, we love people. Yeah. We're, 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 we're very uh, open-hearted people. Yeah. 
Soho is where, open where, hearted too. Where 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 in New York were you born? Did you were you born in New York? Yeah, I so I grew up on Long Island. Where in Long Island? I grew up mostly on the the North Shore, like near Port Jefferson in Miller Place. Yes. I know Miller Place really well. well. I've got a lot of friends there. Yeah. I, lived, I lived in Setauket. Oh, yeah. I, I love it out there. Yeah, that's yeah. where I grew up. I went to high school out there, uh, and my, my mother had a house out there for about, like, six or seven years. And then, uh, I'm trying to think, then they were out in Middle Island. I spent some time in Bayshore as a young child at uh, Catholic school, incidentally. Um, Actually, that's where Eileen lives, Middle Island. Right. Eileen lives in Eileen Eileen lives in Middle Island and we were just there in May visiting with her and then um uh Do you know do you know Eileen? Yes. I love Eileen, yeah. You know, you know those are falsies. She doesn't have those big boobs. <laughs> yeah. No, no they're she, the she, she, she takes the pillow <laughs> no, she takes the pillows off her sofa and she puts them in her bra. She's really flat chested. Yeah. No, I can tell by the attitude for sure. That's very funny. They're all fake. She has no tits at all. So Ron I mean, actually titless Eileen. Where were you born? <laughs> I was born in Brooklyn. I was raised on Long Island. Mm -hmm. uh, I lived in uh, Astoria for a while. And then as an adult, I lived in uh, uh, all over Long Island. I guess where did I live in? I lived in Queens a lot. But I lived in Setauket when I was married. My both daughters went to a school district five in Setauket. Okay. Which is that way near the duck pond, that beautiful little section. Yeah. It was lovely out there. It was nice living out there. It was good. And back in those days, it was safe, clean, and good. Yeah. So Long, wait, Long I, Island is a nice place to live, although now you can't afford it. Yeah, it's it's a little like pricey for me right now. Pricey? Are you kidding? Houses <laughs> houses are in the million of dollars and the taxes are up in thirty thousand. It's ridiculous. When yeah, I lived when yeah. I lived there, my house was twenty nine thousand and my taxes were twenty four hundred. Wow. Where at? In Setauket. In Setauket, yeah. My goodness. One thing you got to remember, oh, I don't know if, if you know or you don't know, because like when Ron talks about things because he doesn't look as old as he is, mm -hmm. people are like, when was that? But Ron's 81. So I go back a long time. So he goes back a long time. I was there with the Did Indians. He? No, he's 81. He turned 81, 81 back in May. I can't keep up with all this. Yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> You're incredible. I, 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 was there, I was there with the Indians when they formed Long Island. <laughs> <laughs> They sold it for starting to look familiar from all those textbooks. That's weird. Yeah, <laughs> 12, 12 pair of beads they sold Long Island for. So let's talk. Let's talk a little bit about okay, because I want I want really want people. Everybody needs to go stream. Do you? Uh, so tell us a little bit about Do You? Like how did it come around and how was that picked as your first single in the first place? Uh, so wow, this song is uh, as of June two years old. I wrote this song in June of twenty nineteen. It's gone through a lot of different versions. Something about, I, I wrote the, the pre-chorus, uh, the part that goes, the way that I want you all of the time, oh baby be mine, oh baby be mine. I just watched the Bohemian Rhapsody movie. Oh, <laughs> I loved it, loved it. Fan, and I was like, why don't I have something that has a hundred vocals stacked on top of each other just as a chorus? That was sort of my first idea. And I was just writing, kind of feeling really emotional, feeling like I was getting really good at kind of just deflecting and kind of letting people do what they want and me just sort of being flexible and going along with it. And at that point I had realized, I think that damaged me in a bit. So I was starting, I was starting to realize that. And so I wrote that song and I brought it to my friend, Kevin, who lives in Astoria. 
we grew up together on Long Island and he lives in Astoria now and produces music out there. So I brought it to him at the time when I was living in New York and he said, this is great. I have an idea for this. So we started to continue to work with it. And it was almost done. Uh, and then I brought it to Kulik, who sort of, we have this joke between the three of us that he just puts the sprinkles on it. So we sort of redid the chorus a little bit and amped it up. He mixed and mastered it and helped rework a little bit of it. And I don't know, something about the song, just the message of it and the sound of it, the sonic quality of the song just feels like the best way that I could have shown people because I've been in so many different bands. I wanted to show this is my style. Any sort of things that you've heard in the past from different bands or different projects. You may have heard little inklings of this before, but this whole song is fully me, you know. So and I really feel that both producers that worked on it with me as well embodied that in in making it. So I just felt like it was the right one. And my whole team thought it was the right one, too. So there was kind of no question about it. There are so, a lot of other songs. That it so what's the me so tell us what is the message? For people who haven't heard it, because everybody's going to go, you guys, you can stream it. It's everywhere. It's out everywhere. Just type in April Rose Gabrielli, do you, and you can find it and everybody listen to it. It's a phenomenal song. But tell us, like, what is the message? It's transformed, actually, if I can be really honest. At first, it was a love song and sort of, but a love song to someone I was kind of like, am I going crazy? Is it, do I, should I even be expressing this? Is this, or maybe I'm making it up. Maybe I want this, but maybe I don't. Then over time, it sort of turned into this proclamation of sort of like, no, you always need to go after what it is that you feel no matter what, no matter what it is. Even if you feel that it might not work out, you always need to live your truth to the fullest. Absolutely. So, yeah. So the song sort of, I mean, it's uses the phrase, do you, which is kind of like a colloquial thing that a lot of people use now in two different ways. So it's sort of like, do you almost like the, you know, when you say, when you get married, you say, I do, right? So yes. I feel within me, if I'm in a relationship or whatever, I'm always just like, are you sure? Like, do you really? You know, do you really <laughs> love me? You sure? So there's that aspect of it. And then it's like, but either way, just, just do what you want. I'll just be here. I'll just, you know, so it's sort of like a do your own thing, but like, do you really? It's kind of being caught in between not being super confident in yourself. A, a hesitant remark. Did you yeah. know, you, you didn't know, but I'm going to tell you something. My grandmother was a Gabrielli. Yeah, my Teresa Gabrielli, Teresa Gabriel. That was my mother, uh, grandmother, Teresa Gabrielli. And um, her husband, it was her husband's name because her maiden name was Nero, but she married my grandfather and his name was uh, Gabrielli. Wonder if we're related. What is we <laughs> are? What is his name? Rocco. He was Rocco Gabrielli. Rocco Gabrielli. And, and where were but, they? Were they in Queens? Well, because I have family all no, over. No, no, no. They lived in Ninth Avenue, New York. He was a uh, he made he was a, made shoes by hand for the theater. He was a shoemaker, and he made all their shoes for the circus and for uh, Broadway stars. And uh, there he had a shop on Fortieth Street in New York City. Um, my mother's maiden name is, Vin she was Vincenza Gabrielli, Vin Vincenza Gabrielli. And then, of course, she married my father. Her name changed. But anyway, my daughter is doing our family tree or whatever. And Ancestry and one, yeah. two, three or whatever those. And we really had a block about the Gabriellis. We know that my grandmother on my grandfather's side, her name was Rosselli. Okay. So. 
ask your family if they know of their great grandmother being Rosselli, then we're well, related. Then we're related. We're I mean, different. I know I come from two two women. My grandmother, my great grandmother, and my father's side are both Rose. <laughs> well, Rose, Ro- Rose, I think was one of them. Was Rose? Well, that's Gab- Rose. That's who I'm named after. How funny that would be. Yeah. Funny. Well, I think we're related. Could, we, we, okay. could, we could possibly be uh, fourth or fifth cousins. That would be super cool. But we'll, I might. <laughs> I'll tell my. <laughs> no, I'll tell my daughter Leslie to look it up and see if we, are, if we are connected because the name Gabrielli is not a common name. No. You know, you don't hear them often. So it, no, we, pro- we probably are related. Maybe my oh. grand- grandfather's father was your grandfather or something. You know, The shoemaker like, thing sounds familiar to me, too. I'm not joking. When you were saying yeah. that, I was like, this is a little familiar. Yeah. He was very he was very famous. He died in 1927 or 28. Okay. Um, <clears throat> you know, I mean, they go back to the t- turn of the set. My mother was born in 1910. So mm-hmm. you, you can imagine everybody in the chat room was like freaking out, like, oh my god, what if we're late? <laughs> well, you know what? But as I said, the name is not a common name. And no, the fa- and the fact that she's from the same areas that I'm from, mostly when they came over from Italy, they all migrated in the same neighborhoods. Yep. The relatives, cousins, aunts, uncles, they all stayed together. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe we are related. Wouldn't that That's be nice? Great. Nice little family reunion. That's right. Yep. So you guys, uh, let me do some bragging for April. So first of all, not only does she great writing her, her own music, but she's a, an actual songwriter. She's got a songwriting deal with BMG Publishing, which uh, everybody's heard of BMG Publishing. But to actually become a songwriter with them, is a, it's not like something that you have 10,000 zillion musicians and hardly any of them get to do that. So congratulations on that. She's also partnered with Casio Music Gear. Uh, Ava, Aventone Pro, which I don't even know what that is. So tell us what is that, so I don't, so I'm not an idiot. No, it's okay. Um, they're a bit of a smaller company. That's why I really like them. Are you okay, Ron? I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, he's kind of cold. Yeah, they're sick. Ooh, what happened? Did it go away? I don't know. No worries. On there, we'll find them. Hi, this is oh. the show engineer. Um, <laughs> they popped themselves off for somehow, some way. I guess Ron. Um, Am I still on the show? Yes, you are. Hi, everybody. <laughs> what was the question? I don't know. I totally just got distracted. Hold on a second. Let me get them right quick. There we go. I don't know what happened, but we're back. I have a bit. I have a bad cold, but I'm from the old school where the show must go on no matter what. Oh, oh I'm there. I'm right there with you. <laughs> no, even if even if you're dying, you got to get out there and do your best. So my question though is, what is Aventone Pro? What is it like? Oh. Is it a keyboard? It's not a keyboard because Casio is probably the keyboard, right? Yeah. Casio is my choice keyboard. Aventone makes a really great... I first learned about them when I was recording one of my first records with another band, and they make great vocal mics. Is it around? I don't know where <laughs> it is. Is it? Oh, it's, it's hidden from my view, but it, they make these beautiful candy red microphones, and the voice, the quality of my voice in them, I particularly like a lot of microphones. I have a bit of a trebly voice. My voice can sometimes get screechy. I love to sing really high and really loud. I don't really make like any excuses for it. I just do it. And if you don't like it, then <laughs> that's the way it's supposed to be. That's kind of like, I don't really care. I'm not going to fix it anyway. So, um, but the Aventone mics really complement the warmer tones in my voice mm-hmm. and the CB12. So I just reached out John and I and Kate, um, one of the, my a at BMG, we sort of reached out to them to see if we could work together. 
uh, and they were super nice. So I love their microphones there. They, I record all my music on the Aventone Pros and it's very affordable too, which is another thing I like because a lot of musical gear is super overpriced. Uh, and these are not, these I think are underpriced actually, quite frankly, they're so good. So okay. Aventone Pro is a great. Do, do, do me, do me a favor. Come very close to the camera. Uh Oh, no, I want to see your face. Oh. <laughs> come close, come close. Actually, the chat room is saying Ooh, beautiful bangs. Everybody likes your bangs. No, I'm looking at your face. Your face could look like our family. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, you could look like our family. She does kind of look like a little bit like Deirdre. Doesn't she look like my daughter? Deirdre? Yeah, she does kind of look like your daughter. Be your six I don't really look daughter. like anyone in my family. Everybody in my family is darker. Like they got darker skin. They're shorter. They got brown eyes. My yeah, parents, but my, my daughter Deirdre is a blue-eyed redhead. Yeah, well, you guys northern Northern Italy. We're in Northern. My yeah. grand, but my grandfather's family came from the south of Italy, from some town uh, south of Naples. Yeah, they say you're they say you're gorgeous in the chat room, and and Teresa Sabin loves you. She's been listening to your music. Say hi to Teresa. Hi, Teresa. Thank you guys so much for the compliments. <laughs> yeah, she's like fabulous. So you guys, April has uh, her first post COVID show. Uh, coming up, it's Friday night at the Bitter End in New York City, which is New York City's oldest rock club. It's on Bleecker Street. It's Friday, July 23rd. Tell us a little bit about it. Oh, my gosh. I can't even believe it's finally happening. I've been doing shows in this room for like two years. So it's been it's going to end. This is a whole new set. And it's all of my songs that are basically kicking off my solo career as April Rose Gabrielli. I'll be playing Do You, of course. So if you like the song, I would recommend coming and hearing it live. And Kulik will be opening as well as playing in my band since he helped to produce a lot of the songs. And I have a great drummer. Uh, she's an Argentinian girl named Juliana Morello. She's amazing. So it's going to be the three of us up there uh, sort of, you know, playing nine brand new songs that I haven't really showed many people. So I think it's I love them. Exciting. They're great. Yeah, it's going to be a blast. I haven't so picked out my outfit yet. I have some ideas. So, so is it hard? Is it hard to play the keyboards and sing at the same time in front of a crowd of people? I mean, that's an acquired <laughs> something you have to learn. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> of course it is. Yeah. No, it's something I don't even know why I like doing it sometimes because I'm like, this is scary. This is this scares me, you know, but I, I love it and it feels great. And sometimes I regret. I'm like, oh, do I really have to play the keys? Like I definitely am super comfortable singing, but I always get very nervous when it comes to the, you know, singing and then the playing and the this and the that. But finally, when I get up on the stage and I'm playing it and we're all in the same sort of groove, I'm like, right, this is why I do this. But yeah, yeah but no, it's like a female Elton. You're like a you're like a female Elton John. Oh gosh, <laughs> that's, that's fun. A, a compliment. Yeah, that would be. A, I don't know if I'm, you know, there. I, but, love, yeah. I, I love Elton John. I think it's fabulous. So tell us, who are some of your like influ musical influences? Like, first of all, like, oh, I don't know how because you're very like. I mean, you look really young. I don't know how old you are, but you just talked about like you know after you got out of high school, you did all these things. So I'm assuming that you're at, at most in your mid twenties, probably, and. Yeah, Make my day. <laughs> um, I don't know, 24, 23, 24. <laughs> no, I'm 28. <laughs> okay. So, uh, an old lady, 28. I know. It's a kid. 28 is still. Oh, a in kid. the chat room, they guessed 26. Dave did in the UK, guessed 26. Okay. okay. Dave, Dave is there. Keep it clean, Dave. She's a nice girl. Yes. He's our re he's our resident perv. He like likes all the hot girls and like oh, like and stuff. So, um, so wait, what was my what was I asking? Now I forgot. You're old. 
Oh, oh no, who are your influences? Musical influences. Who are some of your, okay, at your age, who are some of your musical influences? And then who are some people that you listen to now? Like that, like if you were gonna turn the radio on or you were driving in the car or whatever, like who would you listen to? Let me get those out of my head first because I'm like more there. I always give those as my musical influences. Now I have been listening to a lot of Halsey. I love yeah, her. I love Halsey. Uh. Really good. I bought her poetry book too, and I've been really into that. So she's really great. Uh, I'm trying to think more recent stuff. Pink. I love pink. Oh, I dressed her once. I used to be a celebrity clothing designer, so I got an opportunity to dress her once. She's fabulous. I love her. Cool. She's so cool. Me and my mom. She's also kind of a musical influence. Me and my mom used to listen to her every morning before school. <laughs> no, she's fat and she's really cool. Like when I met her, I was like, oh my God, she's so cool. She doesn't act like a, you know, like somebody who sold a zillion records. Yeah. It seems like that. Like she seems very humble. I watch her interviews to try to act cool during mine. You know what I mean? Like she's so cool. Yes. Um, who else? While you're thinking, while you're thinking. So uh, they said in the chat room to compliment you. Uh, this is B. Claudia from Germany. Compliment you on your ABBA Dancing Queen cover. It's super good. And she knows the original. It was performed at the wedding of Queen Sylvia in Sweden. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> they freaking like, love it. ABBA was, is one of my influences, I'd say, as well. Oh, do you like those movies? Do you like those ABBA movies? Well, not the ABBA movie, but the movie. What are those movies called? Where they sing the music of ABBA? Mamma Mia. Mamma Mia, yeah. <laughs> like, I, I love those a, Mamma Mia movies. Yeah, I was a musical theater nerd for many, okay. many years. That was sort of, that's kind of how I started getting on stage. It was, was musical the theater. theater. So I'm by association, I'm familiar with Mamma Mia. Okay. Words, but I love the music. Yes. Oh, I like it because I like the people. And I like Colin Firth. Right. <laughs> and Pierce Brosnan. I like all the people in it. So, yes, that's funny. Okay. So, go ahead. Keep going. It was a couple other. I love Florence and the Machine. I love Regina Spector. Regina oh, yes. Spector was the first artist that I listened to her and I was like, oh, maybe I can do this professionally because she's quirky and is almost more like I love writing. Like, I love poetry. So, putting that to music is kind of the way that I think of things. So, she sort of emulates that. Uh, I love Tom Petty. He's not on the radio as much. Oh, anymore. wow. No, that's a good one, though. How about Johnny Mathis? <laughs> I bet she doesn't know who he is. Well, do you know who Johnny Mathis is? I, can't, I, I don't like lying, so I can't say. What's you the song? You don't know who Johnny Mathis Chances are. One of the greatest singers of our time. What's like his hit? His hit? About what a million. Chances are the 12th of never. Chances are, chances are, because I wear a silly grin the moment you come. I mean, he's old. He's, he's old. my age. He's a little older than I am, and he's been around forever. He sang better than Frank Sinatra or anyone. He's actually the. the but it's okay because all the names you mentioned, I have not a clue who they are. You know, Pink. <laughs> I don't know Pink. I know of her through you. Yeah. Um. Actually, Johnny Mathis. Because they didn't always record, more they albums. didn't re always record more albums, but they say that Johnny Mathis uh, is the highest selling person of all time right. ahead of Frank Sinatra because right now Frank, uh, on the books Frank Sinatra is right uh, but yeah, they say Johnny Mathis sold more yeah, than Frank, Frank Sinatra did and Johnny's alive and his albums are still selling really at, at age 83 uh, that's you my plan I'm gonna I'm gonna live like Johnny so I'm gonna have to look him up thank you yeah look him right, up because you'll like your totally parents love him. know who he is 
I'm sure I know the name, but I can't be like, yeah, I know him. And then you ask me a question. I'm like, uh, you know what no, I mean? No, <laughs> I, I just did it because I didn't think you would know. Yeah, that's his favorite artist is Johnny. Because Mathis. I don't know any of the people you talked about. I have no idea who they are. I don't really I don't really listen to Florence and the Machine at all. I've never really like listened to them. So I don't know. I, I'm kind of like one of those people who's in a weird age because I'm a little bit too old for some and I'm a little bit too young for the other. But I kind of like listen to anything that's pop. But I like Pink a lot. I love um, yeah, I don't. I'm kind of weird too. Like when people, say, I actually wrote down a list of bands that I should or artists that I should say during these things, and it's nowhere to be found, obviously. But like, what about when you were like a oh, wait kid? Wait a minute, I know one, Miley, Miley Cyrus. Oh yeah, he likes Miley Cyrus. I like her. Miley's got a great voice. Yes. Yeah. I like Miley Cyrus a lot, actually, and I like um. I don't know. I have to think about who I'm listening. You know, there's this band though that I've been listening to a lot lately, and they're really. Wait a minute, and I like Adele. See, I know a couple. Oh, I of love people. Adele. Adele yeah, sings Adele's well. Great. Yeah, Adele's and, great. And I like Lady Gaga. I like Lady Gaga too. So yep. you see, I know a couple of the young ones. Yeah, you know it. I don't. Actually, I don't think... Not many, but a few. Yeah, no, I think those. Right. I have favorite songs though. Like my favorite songs right now. Uh, that I listen to a lot is Leave the Door Open, that new Bruno Mars song. I think it's freaking like awesome as can be. That one is like yes. and levi- Levitating with Dua Lipa and Peaches, oh, with Ju- Peaches with Justin Bieber. But have you ever heard of Wolfpeck? V-U-L-F-P-E-C-K? Yes, but I, I know that I know that they got a lot of streams on Spotify by just consistently looping their own album on is that true? Yeah. Oh, right. I don't know about that. Sorry, you know, that's fake news. <laughs> I, I, I didn't. I had never heard of him before. I was watching like late at night when he goes to sleep. I watched like auditions on The Voice and, and American Idol and stuff. And some yeah. kids did his version of Wait for the Moment, which is the Volpex. I had never heard it before. And I actually like his version better. Um, but I think that song, Wait for the Moment, everybody should listen to it. It's so Wait catchy. It's okay. so much fun. That's the only one I really like because then I listened to like 10 other songs and I was like, these songs suck. There's only really one good one. <laughs> Yeah, I'm looking now that you're looking at your Spotify or whatever. I love Kings of Leon. Oh yes, Kings of Leon. Are good. You just mentioned I love Sia. She's like top three for me. I, I always forget oh. to mention her, but she's like unbelievable to me. Let's see who else. Hmm. We have a lot of cool pe- bands on the show too, and so like I always usually listen to the music of whoever's coming on the show. Like, right. like uh, we had Steve Miller band. I don't know. We had like we've had Guns N' Roses. We have all the different fun people. Like a couple weeks ago, I was listening to Anthrax because we had Joey Belladonna from Anthrax on. That's uh, awesome. So kind of just roses too. I love Guns N' Roses. Oh yeah, we love. Yeah, I love Guns mm. N' Roses. We have this. Um, do you know Scott Page? Have you met Scott Page yet? No. Okay. So we go to uh, we go to this. The, we have a, a wonderful Scott, friend. Scott is part of the mafia gang. Yes, yeah, you'll oh, meet okay. him eventually. But she. Uh, soon, yeah. So uh, we have a friend Sue Wong who's a really famous fashion designer, and she does these parties. And then Scott Page comes, and all these people get together, and they do a jam, and they just jam all of them, and they're all from different famous bands. Um, Way before your time. Um, yeah, like like Scott Page is from Pink Floyd. And uh, and Ron Moss usually plays, and he's from Player. You know that song, "Baby Come Back, Baby Come Back." You can blame it all. Okay, well that's his song. And uh, and then we always have Will Champlin is always there, and Will Champlin uh, has two Grammys, and he was on The Voice. He came in like third place on The Voice, whatever. But his father is Bill Champlin, who founded Chicago. Okay, that's Um, why. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's how you know the name Champlin. Um, so they have all these like super famous musicians coming in. It is the most fun ever. When you're in LA, if she has a party, we'll have to like have have you come because you could jam with all of them because it's super fun oh, and they yeah. would love it. And and I know that Kulik because Kulik is signed to like a good label, a, a big label, right? He's like a big deal. 
Yeah, he's a big deal in my world. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it, NC, NC Records, who it's owned by Pat Magnarella, who is Green Day's uh, past manager. He also manages the Goo Goo Dolls at the moment and Kulik. <laughs> I actually, so. I actually uh, addressed the Goo Goo Dolls once. Um, oh, really? many, many years ago and I, at the MTV Awards I hung out with Green Day it was freaking awesome <laughs> so maybe maybe you may have met Pat I think he's been with the Goo Goo Dolls for a while uh, this is a long time ago this is like back in like when I in the Iris days I mean this is a long time ago like I'm yeah. I, I, you gotta remember I'm old like I could be your like fucking grandfather <laughs> Age is just a number, baby. I swear to God, unless it's weird. But like mentally, you need to like I when you're telling me these people are still playing music at 81, you're 83 years old, whatever it is, and doing what you're doing. Like I, I know that just just releasing my song yesterday was day one of of what I I'm hoping to do. You know, every new thing is like okay, new chapter. Absolutely, I think so. Absolutely. So, what's the biggest crowd you've played in front of? Let me think. Probably not with my own project, but with I think with Kulik, probably close to like eighteen hundred. Okay, that's getting there. That's getting there. No, it's fun. You got to like going. End. So that was cool. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? Because usually it's like you show up to a venue, the three people that you know are going to be there are there during your sound check. This is like when you first start out. And then they listen to you sound check. You're like sweating because you know it sounds like garbage. And then they all come in and then watch the set again. And then there's just the three of them. They kind of like wave to you and then the set's over. And that's it. So like a whole crowd of people and that you can't see the end of is for me was like. I, I never actually, because I'm not a singer, since I'm not a singer, Ron has used to be a, a performer. And so he performed actually in drag uh, as he was a female impersonator. He impersonated Jane Russell, the famous movie star, in straight clubs back in the day. And he sang in his She's own voice. She's not a clue what you're talking and, about. Uh, she might know Jane Russell. No. Have you ever seen the movie Gentlemen Prefer Blondes? Uh, uh, really? It was Marilyn Monroe. Anyway, she's like Marilyn Monroe. Let's put it okay. that way. She's like a Marilyn Monroe type. And Ron used to impersonate her, and he was best friends with her. So he's played in front of tons of people. I, I've only talked in front of tons of people, so it's it's not the same thing. But but as an artist, as an artist starting out, though, I never even really thought about that until she brought it up. Like, what do you, you go to a club and like nobody shows up but your fucking three friends? That must be sucking ass. Try touring, try touring the country, and you're like hundreds of thousands of miles away from home, and no one's there. You're like, why am I doing this? And you have a stomach virus and like bird flu. And, and you're like living in a van. There was, I saw a meme on. Yeah, you're living in a van. I saw a meme uh, and it said regarding all the uh, what did they what did it say? It was basically said uh, I tallied up all of the gigs that I lost because of the pandemic. And it looks like I saved two hundred and fourteen dollars. <laughs> <laughs> but you never know what your audiences are going to do. Well, I met. I, I played. I, I played Ford Nightclub in New York City. Mm-hmm. Ford Nightclub was a very posh nightclub, and it was a blizzard like you can't believe. And I said to the owners, "Boy, we're going to be an empty house tonight. Mm-hmm. We're lucky we have five people." Well, I was backstage dressing, and they said to me, "Ron, would you believe somebody called and ordered a table of ten, and we had to tell them we're sold out." In the blizzard, they came to see our show. Wow. That's awesome. I had a candy in my mouth. So you can't really, uh, you really don't know what's going to happen with an audience. 
which we should tell everybody too, you guys. This is April Rose Gabrielli. You can follow her on Instagram. Her Instagram is April Rose Gabrielli. It's A P R I L R O S E G A B R I E L L I. But her Twitter is April Rose Gabri. So it's A P R I L R O S E G A B R I E. So follow her on social media. Her new single is called Do You. Uh, it's out on all the streaming platforms uh, on the 30th, right? Is that what you told me? The video is coming out on the 30th? Yeah, it uh, should be. <laughs> uh, should be coming out on the 30th. If you're in the New York area, um, you want to go see at the bitter end this Friday night, it's at the bitter end. It's New York city's oldest rock club. Every like major person ever has ever played there. That's actually really cool. I, that, I that's know the, the place. Bitter, I know the bitter end. I've been there. It's a very cool place to have a, have a show. And also yeah. you guys, if you watch the, the documentary tameless, her song is in, I mean, no, the song is tameless and the documentary is called not the science type. And, uh, and if you don't want to watch the documentary, just go to iTunes or Spotify and just stream the song. And that way she doesn't really care if you watch the movie as much as she wants you to listen to her music. So listen to the song. (laughs) The documentary was awesome. It's about, I'm going to plug it quick. It was about a bunch of women in the STEM fields, basically female scientists. And it's one, one in the documentary is as young as 15 years old. So it's about, for women who basically it's the idea of they're not the science type you wouldn't see them as scientists and they're all like completely multifaceted cool they were so cool i met all of them at the documentary at the screening really cool like you wouldn't it it has to be a good documentary because to get into the we're in the film business and to get into the tribeca film festival (laughs) you know is extremely difficult so you know the film has to be really really good because that's one of the biggest film festivals in the world yeah Um, so So that's that's such an honor to be in it and have your song in it. it was really cool Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a really cool thing to throw in the old bio or on the resume. Yes. I I would like to apologize before we go off the air to all of our people who listen and watch that I've not been myself for these two interviews, but it's difficult even staying awake because I took... Uh, what do you call that stuff you drink? Benadryl. No, I didn't take take Benadryl. NyQuil. NyQuil, yes. But I took DayQuil. Okay. And it's supposed to not make you sleepy, but I could go right out now. But anyway, I apologize. I'm not myself. No, that's okay. We're usually I'm up and crazy and fun. But so let's do some like hypotheticals because I always do this with actors when they come on the show. I always ask them, you know, bucket list. Who's someone who, uh, you know, you would love to be in a movie with? Since you're a singer, who's someone who you would love to go on tour with? And it could be anybody, a living or dead. And let's say there was a hit song. I always say a movie. There was a hit song. What What's a hit song that you think, oh, my God, wouldn't it be great if I would have like written that song and I was performing that song or whatever? Like, What's a song that you think is so great that you would have wished you would have possibly written it? And who's somebody you would like to go on tour with? Like a bucket list of like, oh, my God, I'm going to go. Oh, my God, I'm on tour with. Boom. Probably, probably some of the artists I had mentioned before, like touring with Pink because she plays huge arenas and she's really cool. Uh, same with Sia, kind of similar musical style. And I like a lot of rock bands like Muse. Like it'd be cool to open for them. I don't know if we'd fit now. Uh, and Queen as well. Maybe Queen. Led Zeppelin. I'm trying to think I'm... who else I'd open for. But yeah, those those are the few that come to mind. And then as far as songs that I wish I had written, oh my God, there's so many good songs. You know what song actually? Do you know the band The Script? Yes. I love there's them. A band Who Can't Be Moved. Yep. Like it's funny. That- song and then like there's all that that song i wish i'd written in one of their other ones uh oh when i'm sorry that song break even by the script break even when is the best break, one 
don't break even. I freaking like love break even. It's funny. I think a lot of people, I don't know, they're not as popular here in the United States as I think they should be, but I had never heard of them except for that I'm such a fan of the voice and I watch the auditions, blind auditions in every country at night. And 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 the guy from the script was a judge for like you know, seven years in the UK on, on it. And that's how I found out who they were and started listening to their music. Oh Otherwise I probably wouldn't know who they are, but break even is an awesome song. My God. I like just, freaking like love it. I wonder like what that felt like coming up with that lyric, because I thought that were me. I'd be like, you are brilliant. You can quit. That's it. Yeah. I like, think it's pretty, actually pretty, it's, it's pretty cool. I love it actually. I like all that stuff because we always, you know, we, I usually ask those questions primarily to our actor uh, guests, but I think it's fun to, to get a different take from different people, you know, doing yeah. all that. Like if I was a singer, I would like want to go on. Oh, what if you could do a duet with someone? Let's say you're going to go and it can't be like somebody, you know, like because that's not fair because you get to do duets already. But let's say it could be a guy or a girl that came and they said, oh, we want you. To, we wrote this great song and we want to do a duet. Like, who do you want to do a duet with? You know what? I'd love to do a duet with like Adam Lambert. I love Adam Lambert. Oh, that's B's voices. favorite. That's B in the chat room. That's her like favorite. Like she freaking like loves Adam Lambert. <laughs> his voice is just like unbelievable. I know he has a theater background too, so he kind of has that dramatic thing that you just can't scrub out. And I feel like I I read that resonates with me. So I feel like we'd we'd work well together with our voices. I think anyway, it'd be fun. You uh, you see, you're not old enough to know what MySpace was, right? Oh my! I had a MySpace. Oh, you had a MySpace. So I, I, I used to talk to Adam Lambert on MySpace all the time because I had like a couple of hundred thousand followers on MySpace, and I was really big on MySpace. And uh, and then after he like won, uh, well, he didn't win. He came in second place or whatever on American Idol because I don't think he won. All of a sudden, like he like never talked to us again. <laughs> so so I, I hold a grudge again. I hold a grudge against him, but I do think his voice vocally he is so phenomenal. There's another guy named Justin Crum. Too, who was on um, uh, uh, what's the one that they America's Got Talent, and he did a, a Google. You will like this actually. He's got the great, great. He's uh, it's very similar to an Adam Lambert, but Ju Google Justin Crum, America's Got Talent creep. He did a version of Radiohead's Creep, which to me is one of my favorite songs, and it is so amazing. Imagine Creep it. sung by like an Al Adam Lambert type. You'll freaking like love it. Right. Yeah, I love when people do take have like a dramatic take on that song. Me too. Oh, it is I, it's one of the greatest songs like ever. I think it's such a great song. I don't know why everybody doesn't cover it. Um, no, I know. Yeah, I love Radiohead. OK Computer is probably like one of my favorite records in like the world. Yes, absolutely. And they're one of those people on the list that I always forget to mention. <laughs> I know. I always. I, it's funny. Just because you brought up Adam Lambert is why I actually like thought about him because we were going to have him on the show. He's 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 very talented. And then America's Got Talent brought him back for like the All Stars show also. Um, and I don't I don't think he won it. I think he came in second place. But he's super talented. Uh, and and uh, and he also does a song with I don't know. Uh, do you ever watch that TV show? Pretty. Do you watch TV at all? I just no. kind of started. <laughs> <laughs> so during the whole pandemic you were like locked up in in an apartment or a house and, and basically you wrote music all day yeah like i really don't i'm as much i love being social i love talking to people and i love you know i lived in new york city for 10 years and i just love being social 
all the time, but I don't know, something about TV really just, I feel like I, I don't like it. I don't like what it does. The news stresses me out. Not like ignorant. I don't think ignorance to the news is the answer, but like just watching it and the what they do. I don't know. TV is not like my favorite thing in the world. I kind of do Hulu and Netflix and kind of just as needed, but do you like horror movies and horror shows or no? I don't really watch movies or yeah, I don't like being scared unnecessarily. I'm <laughs> I don't know. Like, Ron, I'm she's not, not going to see any of your movies. <laughs> like somebody's telling me, hey, I'm so did this or whatever. I'm, I'm right there. But out of for no reason, just for my own enjoyment. No, not really. I like funny stuff mostly. To Okay. Where I've found TV is helpful or documentaries because it, it, it has to sort of like I guess I'm a little self-centered in that way where I need a documentary to lift me up and be like, hey, this person was a loser once too. Like, you could do it. <laughs> you know, like, and then, <laughs> we watch a lot of Tubi. We watch a lot of Tubi because they put new movies up every day. And most of them are old. Like, we watch all kinds of movies that came out in the and 80s. Turner and Turner Classic. He likes Turner Classic movies, so we watch a lot of Turner Classic movies. Uh, but anybody who's listening now, real quick, if you're uh, – Don, I know Don loves horror. You guys need to watch Fear Street Part 1, 2, and 3 on Netflix. I'm only on Part 2 but it's freaking awesome and uh it's really really good you guys will like love it I and it. clown motel 2 i think is out no it's not out yet not out when it comes out go watch it yeah he's in clown motel too mm. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> it'll be out he's in a bunch of movies um so it'll okay. be all fun you guys so uh, again you guys this is april rose gabrielli um uh no, say it with class. Gabrielli. <laughs> Gabrielli. This is April Rose Gabrielli. She's going to be playing at the Bitter End Friday night, you guys, July 23rd. It's New York City's oldest rock club on Bleecker Street, 147 Bleecker Street. She's playing nine songs nobody's really heard yet, including her brand new single that only came out yesterday, you guys. The name of the single is Do You. It's her debut single. And uh, she's fabulous. You can follow her on Instagram, April Rose Gabrielli. You can follow her on uh Twitter, April Rose Gabri. It's G A B R I E. I hate it the fact that Twitter only lets you have 14 characters. I hate like, that. That's wrong. And, like, and there's got to be some sort of petition about that. My name is Twitter. When we're in the car, Jimmy's going to play your music for me because I've never heard it. Yeah, you'll love it. Am, she's am really I going to like her singing? Yeah, she's really good. She can sing? Yes. Good. Yeah, Most like people can't sing, you know. They go, yeah, through, the, know. They go through the system. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like it. I don't know if I'm go any good at it. I just really enjoy it. So that's well, you, you, you don't go through the system, do you? I don't know what that even means, so probably not. You don't use auto-tune to make yourself all sound the good. No, <laughs> no, no. no actually, the I, I prefer my stuff to not be tuned. Like, i rather spend more time not tuning. I think there's a st – like, stylistically, auto-tune is sort of a thing now, like, where it actually makes – really great voices sound better or sort of fit into a certain like like Halsey sounds fantastic with really good tune on her voice you know it, it sort of works with the stylistic nature of her songs me personally I just I don't know I can't hear myself like totally tuned there's there's a time and a place but like mostly I would say I, I prefer to not be tuned yeah that's perfect I, I agree with that actually I like what you said before too earlier when we first had you on the show and you said you know, basically, like you sing and you hit the notes and you do what it is because that's what the way you want to do it. And I think that, you know, music need and it's your it's your music. It needs to be the way you want it to be and not the way other people tell you it should be. Um, and I other think people that have tried to tell me too, like, and that's that's why I love the people I'm working with now because they just embrace what I like and give me great criticism based on what I'm really doing. You know, 
it's just the way it really needs to be. It's your career. You need to do it the way. And I mean, I've seen, I see a lot of people who I, I think their music's not commercial, but if that's what they want to do, that's what they need to do. Your music, fortunately, you know, you make music that is commercial. It's beautiful. You could hear it on the radio, um, you know, without a problem. And I think that uh, everybody's going to actually like, like the music a whole lot. And I've, li- I've watched all your covers on YouTube, which what's your, tell everybody what's your YouTube channel. It's my full name again. It's just April Rose Gabrielli. Uh, that's it. Okay, <laughs> if you can get your last name spelled, I would just try to memorize the spelling of my last name, but April Rose and then Gabrielli, just the whole thing, and it should be it should be there. Big Claudia wants us to know that Adam Lambert sings with no auto tune also. Came <laughs> <laughs> from the theater world. It's, it's yes. really intense there where you can't you don't have any backup. And it's honestly like social suicide if you're if you're on YouTube or someone I remember when I was younger. If like there was a performance on YouTube of a local theater show and some somebody's voice sounded off, it would go around and be like, oh, my God, look how bad this is. It's terrible. Absolutely. Also, oh, Goddess is in the chat room, too. She says hello. Say hi to Goddess. Hey, Goddess. Where have you been? <laughs> there you go. She keeps disappearing and appearing. She says hello. I, I would have to use auto tune if I sang today because, you know, when you get old, your voice goes. Mm hmm. And when you're my age, you have like the old man sound. You can't hear no, it. No, he sounds great. Because I have a cold. But my normal voice is starting to sound like an old man. You know how old ladies and old men sound when they talk? I guess, yeah. They have an old sound to He them. doesn't have that. He's full of shit. He doesn't have no, an old sound. I can't sound. sing anymore, Jimmy. He sings. He's he's not as good as he used no. to be, but he still sings beautiful. I my <laughs> no you know you know how you know how to work your vocals, you know where to put them to make them happen. I yeah. put them I put them there, but they're asleep. <laughs> he used to sing for me because my one of my favorite songs of all time is My Funny Valentine. I love it. I right. think it's like the greatest and especially when uh Constantine Marulis did it on American Idol and he's uh, so but, good. Uh, yeah, he's been on our show. Yeah, but I love what's her name's arrangement of Valentine. The one I do with Shaka Khan. Oh, I love Shaka Khan's Valentine. Oh, yeah, he likes Shaka Khan a lot. Did you ever hear Shaka Khan's Actually, version she, of she Valentine? Actually, she might not know Shaka Khan. Do you know who Shaka Khan is? I, I know who Shaka Khan is because I made a... I... Oh, no. Oh, where'd you go? We lost her. Come back. She touched something. Thanks, B. Thanks, B. It's my favorite, too. I love it. Love it. Everybody check out Tony, whatever I told you guys his name was earlier, too, because he's phenomenal. Right, I don't know what happened. It That's okay. Me. We only have one minute left anyway. So. Oh, no. Okay. I know who Shaka Khan is. Long story short, I used to intern at a music management office, and I made a graphic design for uh, something regarding her project. And then I, from there, I looked her up. So oh, there you go. <laughs> so this time, you're going to look up You're gonna look up Justin Crum, and you're going to look up... Uh, my funny Your, Valentine. Johnny Mathis. My Johnny, Johnny Mathis. Mathis. Johnny you, Mathis. You might want to do one of his covers. Your style. In other words, one of his great songs. You may want to update it. I will do it for your YouTube channel because you got a great YouTube channel. You know, like chances are or the twelfth, you might want to do one of his songs. Bring it up to date. You know, make it happen today. You gotta like love it. Anyway. I- we gotta go anyway. So you guys get the new single, do you? Well, April Rose Gabrielli. We're going to see you in New York. Anyway. Yes, since September. We're coming in September. We're coming in September for Johnny's Big Deal. Oh, my for the, gosh. Great. For the fashion thing. So we'll are you, in, you, are you in Johnny's Big Deal? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah. So then I'll hear, I'll hear you in person. There you go. All right. 
Thank you so much, April Rose, Gabrielli. Thank you so much, Hi. chat room. They want so, you to cover Adam also. <laughs> no, I want to say, I want to say, we gotta go. Yes. I want to say goodbye, cousin. Bye, cousin. <laughs> Bye, April. Thank you so much. Chat room, thank you so much. We'll see you guys next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Jimmy, Every man in the thing